thank you, God. You're able. You're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, Jesus. Hallelujah. I trust you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, God. She left me up here by myself. I was waiting for her to say something, but she, she left me by It's okay, Sister Grogan. I didn't know. I was waiting on you. Um, uh, I just want to ask if you guys could uh, pray for me right now in the name of Jesus. God, I serve you today. God, I worship you today. God, let it be your words, God, for your glory and your kingdom, oh God. Yes, Lord. God, let it be of you and not of me, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I honor you today, God. Give me boldness, God. In the name of Jesus, God, may it be you, God, your presence, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You may be seated. I don't want to miss an opportunity, but I love this lady so much. I know when I have a need or when I have a circumstance in my life, I can text Sister Denise and I know she is going to pray for me. This is a praying woman of God and she, like Sister Sherry, is very, very faithful. And I could, I could press repeat because she's, she's the same thing, faithful in everything that she does. And she loves God. And I know she's going to bless us tonight. I love her, and I look forward to hearing what God has given her for the church. Love you Thank so you, much. my friend. Thank you, my friend. Love you. Thank you, my friend. She's too kind. <laughs> Not deserving. Um, um, tonight's message, um, my title is Light in the Darkness. Um, and, you know, my husband had been asking me what I was going to speak about, and I didn't want to share with him. And he said, what are you going to talk about? He said, you're going to talk about prayer. You're going to talk about fasting. You're going to talk about salvation. You're going to get up there, and you're going to, um, you know, be on fire for God. And, um, you know, he, he made a comment, and I'm going to tell him you right now, honey. He said, when you get up there and you start speaking, he said, everybody better get comfortable because they're going to be there a while. And then my daughter back there, Cece in the media, she said, um, I know when you get the mic, I tell Jacob, turn Sister Denise down. Turn it down. Because he, he's, she said, I'm loud. So she said, take it down a couple notches. And, um, you know, um, I'm like Jeremiah when he said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. And I can't turn it down. And I can't be quiet. Um, because it's a fire that burns within. And I love God. And he is worthy, and I give him all the honor and all the praise today. Um, but today, um, I really feel like I want to take it down a couple notches today, and I want to share from my heart. And um, I want you guys to see a different side of me, of vulnerable Denise, not the people may think. Um, you know, God showed me recently when Sister, asked, Sister Grogan asked me to speak. She said, I said, of course I will. And as soon as I laid my, that was a few weeks ago, and as soon as I got home and I laid my head on the pillow, um, God gave me this 
um, title said, he said, Light in the Darkness. And, um, you know, on my way to work, because I have a long commute, I was weeping because God was just pouring into my soul. And I felt like God said in my spirit, he said, you know, people think, you know, whether you want to, I guess he said, whether you like it or not, people think of you as being strong and being a, a warrior. And he said, um, but people need to see that you're frail, you're, you're been broken, and that's where the beauty lies. And that's where strength comes from, is being broken before the God at his feet. So I want to take it down a little bit today. And I do have a lot of scripture. Again, my daughter, Sissy, she said I have too many. I only gave her 10, but I have over 20 um, because I can't do anything without his word. And his word is powerful. And his word is food to my soul. So um, I have a few scriptures to go with light in the darkness. Um, Cece, are you ready back there? Um, John 1, 5. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Micah 7, 8. And Pastor actually quoted this Sunday night. I had already written this down. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. John 8, 12. Then Jesus spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So today, I do want to talk a little bit. Um, I want to give my testimony, but this is not how God saved me, which that's a whole other story in and of itself. Um, but the youth had a revival a few weeks ago, and again, God was speaking into my spirit, and these young people came up here and gave their testimony, and I believe it was Seth or Cole, I don't remember which one it was, that said, they talked about, was, was it you, Brother Seth? Talked about, we are a living testimony. We are constantly living our testimony. Every trial, every struggle that we go through, it's a test. And when we, God gets us through it, we learn and we grow and work. We should always be a constant testimony, right, Pastor? Until the day we die, until the day we enter into God's glory. So um, we're constantly being tested, tried. We experience struggles. We experience burdens. We experience pain. Revelation 12, 11, like Sister Sherry had it there. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death, right? So we, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, which is, you know, the blood that he shed on Calvary and by the word of our testimony. So again, I would like to share something very personal and close to my heart and something that God did for me um, pretty recently. Um, so, and I won't go into it all because I got to time myself too. My husband said I got to time myself. So it's 823. Um, so I briefly want to discuss um, a trial that I went to, went through um, without going into too many specific details. But it was about a year and four months ago or so. And um, I went through a physical started off a physical um, battle within my body. And um, I felt at the time that it was more than physical because I felt like a cloud of darkness came upon me and um, deep despair that I have never ever experienced in my entire life. 
And um, at one point, I was off work for about a month, and I've been with my current employer for about 16 years, and I, I hardly ever take time off work. I'm only for vacations, that kind of thing. I'm, you know, I like to be reliable and dependent. So I was off work for about a month. It was around Christmas time. I got sick a little before, right after thanks, uh, Halloween and a little before Thanksgiving. By the way, the doctors never found out what was wrong with me. So in the name of Jesus, he healed me. Um, and I will say that there was a time there where I didn't sleep for about 17 days. And um, I was disappointed in myself. Uh, I felt like a failure because I have a tendency to be independent. Um, I take pride in doing a good job at work, being a good employee, being a spiritual leader here at Abundant Life Center, being a Sunday school teacher, being a good uh, wife to my husband and cook and clean for him, um, being a good mom to my kids, being a good friend for people and encourager, um, pray for my sisters when they need it, um, helping, you know, wherever I can, um, being a faithful member of Abundant Life Center. Um, so that was hard. Um, at, during this time, I didn't feel an overwhelming presence of God, God at all. I actually felt like I was in a, a waiting room with God. And um, whatever it may be, you know, people can pinpoint and say, well, it's the enemy or, uh, you know, why did God do this to me, this or that. It's like Pastor Abbott often says, sometimes it's just time and chance. It's we live in a sinful world, so, so things happen. We, we don't know why, right? We'll, we'll never know why. I don't like to give the enemy too much credit, so I don't know why I went through what I did. But again, during, the time, during that time, I didn't feel um, God's presence like I was used to. And um, I had this despair that came over me. And I had some thoughts that I never shared with anybody. It was just between God and I because I didn't want to speak them out loud because I know the power of a spoken word. Um, but I will tell you this. I didn't base my actions on feelings or lack of feelings or lack of feeling the presence of God. I didn't base my actions on that. I based my actions on the God that I know on the God that I serve, my God, my Savior, my best friend, my King, right, my Lord, okay? In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I didn't see anything. I didn't even see it with my spiritual eyes, Pastor, for about three months. I'll tell you this, I didn't feel the presence of God like I'm used to, you know? You maybe saw me worshiping up here. I remember um, somebody made a comment to me and said, well, I think you're doing fine now. You're, you're up there running the aisles and you're worshiping. I thought, and I didn't say anything, but I thought, oh, no, I'm not fine on the inside. But I will not, I will not let the enemy know that. I will not. I refuse. I said, I will, my actions will be based on the God that I serve, right, because he is worthy, and I know that he will get me through this. I know that he will. Um, and another scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, 
not by sight. And I truly believe that during this time, God, God imparted his faith in, into me because he dwells within, his faith is within us as well, right? To get through whatever, whatever it is that we're going through. Um, another thing that I wanna say during this trial is that I realized how loved I am, that I have amazing friends in this church, I have amazing family, I have an amazing husband who was very um, loving and caring. I have wonderful children, a wonderful son who cares for me. You know, he thinks uh, that I'm just this great woman. He thinks, you know, too highly of me and I have uh, wonderful girls. So I just wanna say that. Um, but again, like I said, I knew the power of a spoken word. Proverbs 18, 21, pastor quotes this often, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The amplified version says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. I didn't want them to bear the consequences of my words. So a while back, I remember Sister Rogan and I talking about this time that I had went through a few months ago and she said, there were times where you spoke so many positive things and you spoke about your faith in God then that he was going to get you through it. But I knew that you were just saying words that you didn't, I, because I know you so well, you didn't believe it, but you spoke those words of faith. And I said, absolutely, because I knew the power of speaking faith and speaking scripture and, and quoting the word of God. And so even during that time when I didn't sleep for about, I think within a 17-day period, I only slept like maybe two hours max, and I was up all night, I, and I didn't feel God's presence, I quoted scripture for like six hours straight, walking around my house quote, quoting scripture while my husband and Rosie were sleeping because I know the power of the word of God. It doesn't need faith. It doesn't even need me behind it believing in it at the time, but there's power in and of itself because it's the word of God, right? Because it's the word of God. Um, um, ready? Okay. I, stu I stood on his word and on his promises. The most important thing that kept me from falling, from being overcome, from losing hope and faith, and even my very own salvation wasn't my stubbornness because I'm stubborn. Um, it's not the fact that I hate the enemy, that he's under my feet and I wouldn't let him win. It wasn't ALC. It wasn't my religion, right? It wasn't even for Pastor Grogan. It wasn't for my friends. It wasn't for my family. It was my relationship with God. It was the unending, all-consuming love that he has for me and the love that I have for him that stems from the very depths of my souls as, and is within every fiber of my being, right? It, that's what kept me. It was the personal relationship that kept me from falling. Moses told the Israelites in Deuteronomy 6, this was when he actually... It was a call for wholehearted commitment to the Israelites. Six, four through six. 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Right? In thine heart. Right? Stamp them upon your heart. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And then again, in Mark twelve thirty, Jesus is speaking to the scribes at the time. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Right? So there God is calling us to love him. Right? To love him with everything that we have, with every fiber of our being. Right? That will sustain us. Proverbs 8.17. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. And another uh, scripture about love in 1 Corinthians 13.7. Love, it beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Endureth all things. Think about that one. Okay. I'm getting there. I have three more pages to go. So in Romans 8, 35 through 39, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Right? And Paul says, for I am persuaded, right? That means convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Right? And in Proverbs 4.23, guard thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. And guard means to protect against damage or harm. Watch over in order to protect or control. Watch over your heart. Protect it with all diligence. For, what does it say? For out of it are the issues of life, of everything. Of everything, of how, of how we live our life. Right? Of how it determines our course in life. How we live for God. At the heart, it all stems back to the heart. So I wrote here, your love for God will sustain, which means strengthen or support you, right? Every one of us through trials, through valleys, through struggles, through tests, through challenges, through doubts, fears, through darkness, right? Through that dark time in my life, right? When I couldn't see light. Loving God above all else, above everything, even our babies, right? Think about us mamas who give birth to these precious kids. How I love my kids and my little precious grandbabies, right? I love them. It's like having kids all over again. I love God above and beyond that because he's my everything. Because he's my God. He's my savior, right? He's my Lord, right? In the name of Jesus, right? And loving him above everything and anyone, above any treasures, above, you know, our houses and, you know, just things of this world. 
security. It will lead to unwavering faith, unconceivable hope, fullness of joy, and absolute truth of the God that we serve. Okay? And I'm going to wrap it up. I do want to talk about just a couple pages. I want to talk about lessons that I learned during this trial because in everything that we go through, it's to strengthen us. It's for us to grow, right? It's for our roots to go down deep into that soil, to the rock, to Jesus Christ, right? It's to be grounded and it's for us to grow so that we can be used for his glory, right? It's all about his glory and his kingdom. So things that I learned, and it was much more than that, but I'll just tell you what I learned. Number one, for me, personally, for Denise, it's not always a time or a place to be a warrior, to war in the spirit, right? It's not always a time for me to be this warrior or Pastor Grogan to be a great warrior for God, and you are Pastor Grogan. There's a time, there's seasons in our life, every single one of us, where we all just need to be at the master's feet, right? Just to be in his presence, right? Just to honor him and just to get to know him. Okay, and in John 12, 3, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, right, at the time, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment, right? That's what we need to do sometimes, just be at the master's feet, okay? Another thing that I learned God's love for us, for every single one of us, is so deep, so great, so powerful, so pure, so precious. Words cannot fully describe his love, nor do I believe that we can fully comprehend it, its depth here on this earth. It's intimate and it's all-consuming. Okay, number three. In order to be used by God for his glory and his kingdom, in order for Sister Denise here to be used by God, I must be emptied of myself. My will, my desires, sometimes that requires a crushing, Pastor, like they do to the grapes, right? It requires a crushing and a brokenness, right? To be emptied completely of myself so that he could pour his spirit, his glory, and his presence into me, into all of us, to pour his word, his will, into my heart, into my life. Second Corinthians 2, 12, 9 through 10. I have to read a few verses before I'm done. And he said unto me, this is when Paul asked God three times to, Take whatever it was that he had, the thorn in his flesh. Right, Pastor Rogan? He said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am strong, then 
For when I am weak, then I am strong. The Amplified Version says, for when I am weak, that means in our human strength, then am I strong, which is truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. In the name of Jesus, I'm almost done. Just a few things I want to read. I'm almost done in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, he's John 3.30 says he must increase. But in order for that to happen, I must decrease. Psalm 51.17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh, God. That will not despise. Number four. To go to greater heights with God is soar high like an eagle. It must be done alone. Nobody can go with you. It must be done just between you and God. Intimate places, closeness, right? In the name of Jesus, Psalm 91.1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And this is how I felt. After I came out of everything I did, I have a few more verses. Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. God became, during this trial, after, during it and even now, he became and is my everything. He was my breath at the time. I couldn't eat. I lost like 30 pounds. I could hardly eat. I couldn't sleep. Thoughts in my mind that I will never even share with my husband because I know the power of a spoken word. But God knows how broken I was. God knows that I thought I couldn't do it anymore. I thought that I couldn't do this anymore. He knows what I thought. But he sustained me. And I will tell you that I have a boldness now like never before. If people thought I was crazy then, my coworkers, they say, you're crazy, crazy on fire for Jesus, right? And I know people think I'm crazy too. My kids will say, Bubba goes, you're one of those crazy Pentecostals. You're going to be a crazy um, Pentecostal grandma, the boys are going to say. And I said, they thought I was crazy before. I have a boldness. God, here's my hands. Here's my feet. Here's my mouth. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Use me however you see fit, oh God. Right? I'm only here to please you, God. Only you, Jesus. And in 2 Timothy, I'm wrapping up. 4, 7 through 8. A couple verses. This is what I want to say at the very end of my life. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. And in Matthew 25, 21, his Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. 
I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Thank you, God. I thank him for what he's done in my life, right? I thank him in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I thank you, God. I thank you for your glory, Jesus. I give you the honor and the glory, God. God, I am nothing without you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to thank you, congregation, for listening to me today. Yeah, I know a lot of tears, but that's what God put in my heart. I thank you, and I love you all, and I just wanted to be an encouragement to everyone because every single one of us have moments where we're broken, and we need God to get us through it, and when we get through it, We'll have more of him and less of us. Less of Sister Denise and more of God to do his will for his kingdom and for his glory. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Let's just take a few more minutes and everybody come forward and let's just spend a little time in the presence of God. God is here in such a beautiful way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Seek you. Come on, that's it. Lift up your voice. Spend a little time with him. God, I love you. 
God, I desire you. Hungry God for you. Thirsty God for you. Hallelujah. incredible service from start to finish it was divinely orchestrated by God and this is a message messages service that you've got to take home with you because this has got to become a lifestyle it's got to become a habit because a lot of us go through things and we're wondering why why do I have to go through this darkness? Why do I have to face this pain? Why do I have to go through this obstacle? And the reason is, not because God doesn't like you, but there's a purpose. And that purpose is to understand that God is number one, or needs to be number one. And your dependency on Him needs to be there. And even Job, Job got to the place where the Bible said he looked in front, he looked behind, he looked on the left, he looked on the right, and God was nowhere to be found. And yet he still worshiped God. We've got to worship past feeling because many times if we live for God by our feelings, it will mess us up. But if we live for God, we've made up our mind, God I'm going to stand firm in your word and I'm going to trust in you. And when you do, God gives you boldness to speak over things, to speak over Goliaths in your life. And every one of us have Goliaths in our lives. They're different, but they're still Goliaths. And we've got to pull out the sword of the Spirit and we've got to fight it in the Spirit. And so you need to take this home with you. 
thank you ladies. Thank you for song and worship and leading. But I challenge you, take this home. Pray in the mornings. Pray in the noontime. Pray at night. And let the Lord wake you up in the middle of the night and pray. Because if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Lord says, I'm going to do some things for you. Amen. Would you clap your hands under the Lord tonight? Thank you very much. God bless everyone.